0: Oh yeah! Time for a thousand on thirties. Text Street to seven two eight eight one. That Street S T R E E T to be a thousand dollars richer in our national cash contest. Message and data rates may apply. Street. Speaking of Street, actually it has nothing to do with Pete Sweeney. You got to you got to check a his spelling. Segue. I didn't say Pete. I said Street. Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride. Get used to the name because he's gonna be around here. Quite a bit. He's now the editor. editor Pride. head pride. And Joel Thorman just got other responsibilities with SB Nation. So, first of all, congratulations on that
1: gig, Pete, because I know how hard you work. Yeah, thank you very much. It's, it's just, you know, small transition. Joel's still going to be involved with the website quite a bit. I, th- I think it's kind of the the transition for him from going to that 24-7 role to more of an overseer role, but still going to be heavily involved and heavily involved with some of the stuff we're doing with 6'10 as well. So
0: People love Joel. I'm sure they'll love you. But you've got something else to say, Pete, because it's not just Arrowhead Pride that we read. It's now going to be Arrowhead Pride on the radio, on 6'10 Sports exclusively. Arrowhead Pride is going from the keyboard to the microphones.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of talented writers, Ken Swanson being one of them, Matt Lane. other Love na- Kent during the draft. Yeah, other names like Gary McKenzie. Uh, I think people you'll, you'll get to know, Matt Stagner, um, and even Craig Stout, that's kind of our staff. Writers you'll get to hear a little bit more often. I, I think we're going to be partnering with some of your talk shows to have them on a bit more. And then we'll have the one-hour program kind of bring in that hourhead Pride feel to the radio once a week on Thursday, starting on June 14th. So a lot's going on, and we're really excited about it because I think it's going to be real uh, a real marriage of some some Chiefs' passion that you guys have here at 610 Sports, and you you know, you know kind of marry that with what we do at Arrowhead Pride. I, I think it's a perfect match.
0: 6-7 Arrowhead Pride Hour right here on 610 Sports Radio. June 14th through August 2nd, July 7-26th uh, show, by the way. It's going to be moved to Wednesday, obviously. Some conflicts with baseball there, but not a lot of conflicts on Thursday night. Which, which is a good thing, Pete. But what should we expect from Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio?
1: Well, one person who will always be with me is Sean Barber. And if you're familiar with Arrowhead Pride, you know, we've never had a, a radio opportunity like this to be on the air live, but we have had the Arrowhead Pride podcast. So similar in a sense to that, but now bringing it uh, to the radio format, I know that some of your personalities will be involved with us as well. And we're going to try to do some some unique things here as far as Chiefs coverage. And I consider Arrowhead Pride, of course, I'm a little bit biased, but I consider us the number one Chiefs coverage in Kansas City, so bringing that once a week to the radio, and then, you know, if you can't listen live, we'll have that on our podcast channel as well.
2: I think it's because of the passion you guys bring. Seriously, you know, you, when, when when you're talking about everything that you do on the website and coming on the radio and chatting with us and, and really digging down deep into what is going on out at Arrowhead, that's the reason why your site, I think, is so great and all the talented guys that you have a part of it, is just because, you know... When it comes to around the clock information about a team, you guys knock it out the park.
1: Yeah, that's one thing. Joel kind of taking me under his wing, or you know, really wanted to stress. You know, where we try to update fans about the Chiefs as much as we can. If we see mm-hmm. something out there that fans need to know, we try to get it up on our web page. And, and this is just another opportunity. Force you know something big happens during the week, and one of our guys writes about it, gets into the nitty gritty. Now you get to hear hear about it, and there's the room for conversation. Like in the past, we have articles, and you know you could comment on them, but we've never had live conversation. About well, you get a
0: text line now, Pete.
1: Yeah, about the things that are happening with this team. So it, it'll be great for fans. Uh, I think it'll be an extension of you know our audience. Becoming bigger with the radio audience, and I, I think there'll there'll be some you know radio listeners who maybe haven't logged on to Arrowhead Pride that maybe you know have reason to now.
0: Pete, I've always considered you the next Ian Rappaport. I say that <laughs> with all confidence because I, I think Ian does a great job and he's weekly guest, and I think you're in the same ilk. Let me ask you this though, Pete: when you're recovering the Chiefs and you see the numbers from Arrowhead Pride, I've contended the NFL has got itself into a twelve month a year news cycle. It took them a while because I always felt they were kind of nine or ten months, you know, with the draft and the combine. But there's always something going on. Somebody's getting cut. Somebody's getting arrested. Somebody's doing something. OTAs, minicamp. The Chiefs have literally found a way to be newsworthy 12 months a year, and I'm sure you guys see the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's every month. I, I, I There are five weeks of the year, and it's before training camp, where they do release players. So in my mind, what they've created is a 47-week cycle. So it's 52 minus the five weeks. As long as a player, and we've seen it before in Kansas City, as long as the player doesn't get arrested or something terrible happens, you usually don't hear anything, usually five weeks before training camp. But there's so much analysis and stuff out there. You know, I was listening a little bit on the way in. And even the NFL Top 100, You know, you, the NFL has found a way, and I'll be the first to admit this. <laughs> to make things up, to create <laughs> news stories. Exactly. And, and that's, that is definitely part of it. But it's also nice, I think, seeing a rookie player coming in at number 33, you know, talking about Kareem Hunt, having that in Kansas City. You know, Travis Kelsey's going to pop up. I'm not sure if, you know, there'll be any other Chiefs this year just because of, uh, you know, different off years and things like that. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm eager to see how high Travis Kelsey goes as well.
2: Were he, you surprised any of that Kareem Hunt was 33? Were you, were you surprised that he was that high?
1: I... I wasn't just because he he won the rushing title. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make a case that maybe he should have been higher. You know, it, it, I think he's probably based upon rookie year, and you always wonder about the sophomore season. He's probably right around the right spot. I would think.
2: I, I just I was surprised just based on the fact that typically when it comes to that reputation, because like with Pro Bowls and stuff, guys end up getting maybe more props than they should or it's a hard time for rookies to break in. That was the only reason why I was like, man, 33, that's pretty damn good for for a rookie.
1: Yeah, at Arrowhead Pride, we call him Kareem the Dream. And and (laughs) one of, I think, the things about Kareem Hunt that that sticks out to me, and I've said it before, when you watch Tyreek Hill, whether it be at practice or at the stadium, he has speed unlike anyone I've ever seen. I think especially early on last year, Kareem Hunt showed an elusiveness that was freaky. avoiding tackles that you'd expect anyone else in the league to be tackled in, in, in situations like that. And I think that that's what makes him especially unique. And I think that's why he was able to win a rushing title and then tra- have translate that to becoming number 33 in the league.
0: The one thing about Tyreek Hill is this league's fast. Everybody's fast, but he's just faster than fast. I mean, you see other fast guys and he's just faster than they are. That's he's a blur. He, he's a blur, but a fifth round pick. Uh, do you agree with that assessment? That The chiefs, I always use the Seahawks kind of an example. Because John Schneider did a lot of work, you know, with the draft with the undrafted players. But when they went to two Super Bowls and won one, they weren't paying anybody. You were paying Russell Wilson third round money. Isn't this the time for the Chiefs to strike? when you're paying a fifth-round receiver, a third-round running back, and a rookie quarterback.
1: The way that Kansas City is talking and even Chiefs personnel men are talking, they're paying nothing for the best player we're ever going to see You know, right now, and that's Patrick Mahomes, of course. And if you look at that window, they said, all right, if he's this good right now, let's give him all the weapons we possibly can. There are no excuses for Patrick Mahomes. I know he's a kid, but at at this point, you're paying Sammy Watkins that much money. You expect the Chiefs to not only be in the playoffs this year, but maybe make a run. A lot of it's going to come down to the defense, but the offense should be there if Mahomes is, as they say, which again, hate to be the bearer of bad news, is still a question mark.
0: You know what? You say what they say. And this is the interesting thing that Henry and I have talked about, because I hear it all the time. You're, you're pumping up Patrick Mahomes too much. You're hyping him up. And you know what I say sometimes? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. But then I hear the GM say,
2: um, he's one of the best players I've ever seen.
0: And then I hear Reed talk, and there's none of this stuff where we've seen it around the league where people kind of quiet the expectations. Lamar Jackson's doing really well in Baltimore. People, he's a rookie. He's got things to learn. I have not heard one negative thing. And keep in mind, I'm not sure this is media hype when I hear from One Arrowhead Drive almost daily how good Patrick Mahomes am I to blame or are they to blame?
1: Yeah, I think it a little bit is a strategic release of saying this kid's the real deal because don't forget uh, Alex Smith is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And, and you you may not think of that again in Kansas City until Patrick Mahomes has a 5-6 pick game. And you're like, man, should we have really gotten rid of the guy who takes care of the ball, ball better than anyone potentially in the league? And I think there'll be those games. But I, the Chiefs, in making the decision at the end of the day, saw the writing on the wall. They said, okay, this kid's ready. We can cut $17 million. Let's make the move.
2: What did you make of the, the news that as it stands right now, Fuller remaining on the inside, and then you're talking about on the outside, Nelson and Amherst. I got a lot of questions about their cornerback situation.
1: Yeah, I think the strategy behind that and the reason they would like Kendall Fuller on the inside is because of what he's done in the past mm-hmm. as a Redskin and having him as the best slot corner in the league. They say, okay, if, if that is the case, and it was confirmed by the secondary's coach, Al Harris, you know, let's keep him there. I worry about. I, I think Steve Nelson's going to be fine. I'm a little just mm. curious about David Emerson and, and if he's he's going to be playing a big role and and. You know, we saw Terrence Mitchell and other quarterbacks would go after Terrence Mitchell. Why wouldn't they just go after David Amerson? I, I think the Chiefs are putting a lot of confidence in the fact that this guy's going to be ready, and and he has to prove it. You know, he 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 has to make his money this year. So I I always like guys that are that are trying to uh, you know play to, to get that contract, and he's definitely one of them. He's been up and down. He needs to be up this year if he's going to make that money, and that's something you like.
2: Yeah, I see. I just I look at Amerson and I look at Nelson. If Keenan Allen's having problems with Marcus Peters. Those guys are gonna have they gonna have nightmares. I mean, and so I, I just don't look at them as capable starting cornerbacks. That's that's why I, I hope. I hope that they prove me wrong. I'm always gonna side with the prove me wrong. But it
0: just scares me to think
1: about right now. Man, I, I just hearing you say that Keenan Allen versus David Emerson <laughs> just gives me shudders. You know what I mean? It's true. Tyreek's
0: one ahead of Keenan Allen on the list.
1: It's true, and, and and it's one of those things now where you look at this. What should be juggernaut offense, and say Keenan Allen has three touchdowns, maybe Mahomes has four. you know? And that's somehow how you could have to win some of these games, especially with these elite wide receivers. And
0: then you got Mike Williams. And all. That's the voice oh. of uh, Pete Sweeney at PG Sweeney. He's the editor for OHead Pride. Joel Torman didn't go anywhere. He's still around, so don't worry about Joel. I know you guys love Joel. You went out for 6'10 the last couple of weeks at OTA. They, they, they talk one time. You're going out uh, this Thursday as well. Last week, they trotted out the assistant coaches, and you had a piece that people can read under OHead Pride about Mike Smith. And as far as outside linebackers, Pete, to me, there's always a star that the Chiefs put out there to talk who actually says something. I felt Justin Houston did the week before when he's talking about how he got an outside linebacker coach. And I heard Mike Smith say, you know what? Three, four defenses need him. Yes! (laughs) You can pay coaching staffs whatever you want. I'm sitting here going, you pay Justin Houston more than anybody, and he's been wanting an outside linebacker coach, and you just now went and did it? Thank you, Chiefs.
1: Yeah, for for years they had Gary Gibbs, and he did both. And apparently he did both. And and one of the things Smith said that stuck out to me is, you're coaching the outside linebackers, and you got the inside backers in the same room. What are they doing? They're twiddling their thumbs. Absolutely. So the Chiefs fixed that, and it is a little peculiar because you do hear that. Yeah, we needed this, and a couple people have said it. Justin Houston kind of alluded to that last year as well. And so you're happy they finally addressed it, but you're like, almost like, what took so long, guys? We
0: did, and Justin Houston was in pass coverage a lot, and we've already been over that a million times. It sounds to me he did not want to be. Because when Mike Smith talks about the weakest link, the weakest link is not having him on Antonio Brown.
1: By the way, speaking of Arrowhead Pride, that's the number one joke I'll get in my mentions is Justin Houston in coverage. Whenever I put anything out about (laughs) Justin Houston, it's always, as long as he's not covering Antonio Brown, I get it, guys, I get it. But uh, no, no, Justin Houston wants to be rushing the passer, and he wants to get back to that 2014-22 sack season. And, you know, Seth Kaiser, who did leave us for The Athletic, he did a review on Justin Houston, and he said, you know, he's still just as effective. Maybe he's not getting the sacks. And now that he's going to be moving you know, across and, and it seems like they're willing to put him wherever. And, you know, if there's a weaker, um, you know, offensive lineman on the other side, they're going to say, all right, Justin, you go to the right side. Who knows? I mean, you put him against enough weak, enough weak offensive lineman. Maybe he starts to rack up those sacks again. And then D Ford, who was way better on the left side, maybe gets an opportunity where you have Justin Houston roaming.
0: Let's put up or shut up for Justin Houston. Cause the chiefs can back away from his contract a lot more economically
1: next year than this
0: year. They could do it this year, too. You get two years to pay that dead cap off. So they could do it. I don't think they're going to do it. Pete Sweeney in here. You'll hear him a lot. Arrowhead Pride Radio, if you missed the announcement, starting June 14th, Arrowhead Pride live on the radio. So as much as you like the website, now you can have that. You can have the best of both worlds. We hang around, Pete? We do this thing called Let's Got Beef. We got beef? Let's do it. If you have beef beef with Pete Sweeney, 69306. I'm out of here. From the MVP
2: Electric Heating and Cooling Studios, the day shift
0: at 520. All coming up Wednesday on The Drive.
2: Easy peasy. The Drive,
0: weekdays 2 to 6, 6, 610 Sports Radio. We have uh, Arrowhead Pride in studio with us. His name's Pete Sweeney, the editor of Arrowhead Pride. Don't worry, Joel Thorman. Still there, doing a lot of stuff with SB Nation. Going to be a new show, Arrowhead Pride Radio. Is that going to be the name of it? We are still working on it. It's six
1: ten sports. hourhead Pride on Thursday yeah. nights. So I'm not exactly Combo. sure the the exact uh, verbiage of it quite yet, but something like that. June
0: fourteenth yeah. on Thursdays between six and seven. Before we get into, we got beef, Pete. Uh, this week he was out there. The story about Patrick Mahomes not doing local endorsements. It kind of was the buzz. People were talking about it. I will say this: It's local endorsements. He didn't turn down Gatorade or Nike or something like that, which I think would have been a bigger story out of. But he turned down local endorsements. Good idea. Bad idea.
1: I think it was a good idea. I, I, I think he sort of knew his role last year. And I think by doing that and not making yourself a face on billboards and things like that in Kansas City it gave him an opportunity to let Alex know, you know, you're still the guy. I get it. And I think Alex probably liked that. I mean, I, I can't confirm that this is just me speaking out loud but alex probably appreciated that and said okay i'm still the guy and, and it allowed alex to probably feel a certain way okay i can teach this kid and this kid's gonna understand his role and and i think it was probably a good idea
0: would you take endorsements endorsement at so pride oh
1: 100 i mean i told you right all the, beginning, the time before you prove just worth sell it? every part of my body any <laughs> kind of tattoo. <laughs> if joel wouldn't have. offered yeah. seven you were and you sure. would be
0: understudy you still would have taken it
1: oh absolutely i mean come on you got to go for the gold
0: I have no problem with that. Text line (laughs) 69306. It's time for if you got beef. I'm a little tired of your midday, but I do have a little beef. We got some kind of beef. Let's throw it on the table. I'm interested in some beef, man. We ain't got no beef with you, Chuck. We both got two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions. Hey, Make him cry! Are you interested in a little beef or no? no? Yes, we're interested in a little beef. Broadway Deli sponsors this segment, a mostly Jewish deli for a mostly not-Jewish city now open in the Crossroads, the official deli of 610 Sports Radio. I'm going to address this. It, it, it's it's a beef with Fanning. I didn't hear his promo. Is he still promoting things for a day ahead? Because he's been known to do that. Evidently, the promo was for Wednesdays, like drive not having a show because Fanning's promoting... No. Wednesday instead of Tuesday can't uh, give him too much crap because I forget what day it is. Mistakes but happen, man. But Fanning's got a history of promoting Wednesday Mistakes instead happen. of Tuesday. So yes, the drive is a show. Coming up next, it's Carrington. It's Fanning. He's just a day ahead. He didn't have to cut a promo. You thought today for the next was Wednesday? Day. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fanning's, Fanning's been known to do promos for two days out. And he's sitting right back there. Did you know you said a promo for Wednesday? Fanning text line all over it. They got beef with it. From the 785. That's
2: beef. on spec. He said it's spec's fault.
0: Spec's fault. Hey, spec's not even been here, man. Give the guy a break, man. He's watching Capitals last night. Give him it a was break. was absolutely spec's fault. <laughs> it's spec's fault. But Fanny should know better. He's a grown man. From the 785, Beef with Vakowski for saying Nagy and the Bears are going to win a playoff game
1: <laughs> before the Chiefs. Pete Sweeney, what says you? I go and do the Arrow headlines every morning, and all these Bears fans and blogs try to compare them to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, uh, Cohen and Burton. They say these guys are going to be Hill and Kelsey. Hill and Kelsey are Hill and Kelsey. I mean, I, I, I mean the Bears, they may be better, but I don't know if they're making, winning a playoff game.
2: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm with you. I'm with you, B. You got anything else, Minkley?
0: No, 785. I have beef with you guys I'm always talking up Patty, Patty Mahomes. Well, of course we are. Because, and again, I have to keep explaining it. Send a letter to Andy. Send one to Veach to stop calling him the best you've ever seen. Send Travis Kelsey a note. Send Cream Hunt a note. Because they consistently talk up Patty Cake, make it shake. It was all about Alex Smith. Then it was Patty Cake, which he didn't like, by the way. Don't blame—he's grown man. But Patty Cake, make it shake. Hey, Bank, you know who I think is going to be good? Who? Saquon Barkley. Are
2: they mad?
1: Text line. He's going to be very good. I mean, he's going to be legendary. He's going to—I I think he's—I I think that player. You know, there's been all this stuff in recent years about the running back position. Mm-hmm. That will—I mean—and again, I think last year Kareem Hunt kind of helped that a little bit. That'll put it to rest. This kid's the real deal.
2: Oh, I thought the running backs last year were really good. Leonard Fournette was good. Yeah, yeah. Was I think a good the Chiefs
1: have a nice little stable too.
0: Keep an eye on Williams from LSU. I Undrafted. Keep an eye on this guy because he actually had more yards per
1: carry than Darius Geis at LSU. That, this guy's a stud. That's my one hot take right now that's probably not as popular. I, I don't know if Spencer Ware is on this team this year. It's, I,
0: you know oh, what, We've though? been kind of questioning I'm that with too. you on that one. Yep. I'm with you on that one. It's not very hot. It's not sizzling, Pete. <laughs> it's I think it. that's a normal take. <laughs> it's a lukewarm take. It's a normal take, but the running back situation for the Chiefs is going to be interesting. From the 785, I got Beef that uh, I wish they would do sports gambling here. Well, Delaware already beats you to the punch, but Missouri and Kansas kind of want it. They, 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 Trust me, they want this thing. And fix the effing roads around here. I'm with you. I'm with you. This is what happens. This is what happens when oh, your baseball gosh. team's not good. People get mad about the roads because you know what? When the Royals were in the World Series, nobody complained about the roads, Pete.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll i tell you right now. Here's how I feel about sports betting because I, I have it on the brain. A colleague mentioned to me, what if they put something at PL where you could just place a bet and then go to the game across the street? Wouldn't that be like a really fun thing for fans to do, especially if they have no yes. dog in the fight? I mean, I'm not from here. I went to the Border War last year. Getting to put some money on Missouri, Kansas, and then walking in that game, you have 100% of a fan in me at that point. So Will you cover
0: gambling in Arrowhead Pride?
1: <laughs> we, we, that's one of the staples of Arrowhead Pride. I don't know if Joel's going to continue doing that, but I guess I'm going to have to die. And we, we, we do put up uh, division uh, uh, betting odds, and as of late, the Chiefs are usually coming up last. Right now, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign?
2: Well, right now, the favorite in the division is still is it is it still the Chargers?
1: Yeah, the L.A. Yeah. Chargers. A lot of people, and it seems like that's the case every year, and no matter what happens, you know. And, and I think a lot of it is that question mark with Pat Mahomes. But you go you go and you play three games. Say he goes three and zero, the odds are completely different, though.
2: I got beef. I
0: got beef with Binkley. Always having beef with okay Fanning. I didn't have any beef with Fanning. This is a text line. It had nothing to do with me. Okay. He, he, you know what? I got no beef with him. You know why he sends me his stat lines early? You send him at midnight. A little disappointed. I used to get these. Oh, that's uh, and right. yeah, I, yeah, that's right. and I always get this text about he got old man one baseball before. on Mondays. Did yeah. you win? Yeah. You won. Oh, okay. We should always remember the day, right? Because he plays old man baseball on Monday. Why the hell is he doing a promo for Wednesday? Oh man, my good! From the from the two five four, this is way out here, Pete. Ask Pete how he did his fantasy football league last year.
1: Wow, it's probably one of one of my it's friends. Of your I friends. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That's that sounds like some inside information right there.
1: I stormed out. I was, I think, you know, six, seven, eight, one. I lost five weeks. In a row to miss the playoffs after after a tough trade, I, I regret it. I ended up thinking Aaron Jones was better than he was, and he got injured. And I was What innocent. was the trade?
2: You got to tell the trade. I don't
1: remember specifically, but it was me acquiring uh, Aaron Jones when I thought I had you know luxury at running backs. I traded away one of my stars, and Mike Evans was involved. And I look back on it now, and I'm uh, uh, not good. I'm glad I'm glad that someone reached out and, and made me talk about that on the live live radio. Though. Thank you guys.
0: <laughs> and by the way, the Kansas City Royals still in the draft. They've gone college. Every single time. They're speeding this thing up, baby. They want these guys with the guys in Lexington. Yeah, MLB I'm... draft rounds 3 through 10. If you want to keep updated with the picks, go to 610sports.com. Huge thanks to Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride. We're looking forward to Arrowhead Pride on the radio. Yep. Starting on June 14th. Looking forward to that. For Henry Lake, I'm Jay Binkley. For Stephen Serta. Kenny Law. Fanning. Right CDOT. Up. Spec. Next.
2: Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You a man. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Oh,
1: Kevin, thank you so much. We love you.
2: That's right. You a champ. The drink run champ.
1: Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie shake or frappe for two dollars on McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
2: Drink Run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Aw, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The Drink Run champ.
1: Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the Drink Run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's' $123 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.